Welcome to the Extra Lap RC podcast. My name's Aidan Burke, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Joey Cockill. Hiya, Joey. Hello. And my good friend, Martin Owen. How are you? Very well. Good evening. Brilliant. And we're all here having a great evening, catching up. But what we thought we would do is we would try and speak to someone who's, I don't know, you know, made a bit of a stir on Facebook in the last day or two. Martin, who are we lucky enough to speak to today? So tonight, we're going to speak to TLR's newest signing, Ryan Styles harris Hi, Ryan. Are you there? Hey, guys. How's it going? Oh, brilliant. And have we still got Joey? Yes. And Martin? Oh, yes. All right. Well, we're ready to go. So... Um, Ryan, um, we might get straight to it. You've moved from Associated to TLR. I know it's kind of broke the internet there for a second, and I've upset a, a handful of people. But um, yeah, I'm really excited. It's going to be a, a great year, and uh, I got it's a tough decision, but I think it's going to be the best for what I think I'm trying to accomplish in the upcoming years. Right, okay. Because, for, actually, my first question was, have you sold all your associated stuff now? Uh, if anyone's looking for a nitro car, got a nitro car in hand, but everything else is gone. Is that all oh, right? <clears throat> I think a few of our guys would have loved a signed body. That would have been great if you've got any of those hanging around of your old ones. Pref- um, preferably a truck. Oh, um, I don't know if I have any extra truck bodies sitting around. I'd have to look. I honestly, I don't know. I know I had a couple of the buggy bodies, but... Yeah. Don't, don't look now, Ryan, because obviously okay. we're, very, we're very professional, and we wouldn't do any RC sort of general maintenance through a podcast. No, never. Uh, of course just, not. Who does, who does that, eh? Oh, <laughs> only the real stars. Um, <laughs> so, Ryan, I watched the other day your video from... I don't know how long ago it was, when you did a video that said you were switching from TLR to Associated? Yes. Yeah, I think that was about two, three years ago now that I've been running uh, with the Associated stuff. And uh, it's funny, because I never would have guessed in a million years that I'd get people that would want to give a crap about what I had to say about stuff. That was kind of like the beginning of, of YouTube. And I didn't know where it was going to go. Didn't know if anybody would ever recognize my name, my face of the track kind of thing. And uh, it's been really humbling that it's kind of turned into something that grew. And so now it's a little bit different the way that I'm kind of connected to the industry, if you will. So that video was a little old Ryan who was just getting back into RC after about a nine-year break, like I had mentioned in the video. And I had run low C stuff my whole life. And so got into it again. And I saw that it was like, hmm, this seems like a challenge. I don't have the local support. Um, I like full honest truth is that I never really worked on my cars and set them up. That was something that my dad always did. So when I got back in and I had to figure all this out myself, it was a little overwhelming. And I didn't really know how to make heads or tails of a lot of stuff. And not having that TLR support around to help me with it was really frustrating. So I was like, well, I don't know if this is going to work. I need to get on board with some people that I can kind of bounce ideas off of. And so obviously that was the the AEJC crew. Uh, they were very heavily prominent down here in the in the southern area of the United States. So 
the switch made sense and I learned a lot and it was tremendously helpful. And I would definitely suggest anyone in that video, my goal was to get them to understand how helpful a support system can be. And you should really evaluate what's at your local track. And that's what you should plug into if possible. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so was that... Was that lacking at TLR all those times? So has that improved? Is that something you've seen improved? And that's what's your thoughts regarding actually why you've gone back? Oh, geez. Um, so it's a lot of layers to to the answer to this question. Um, we love layers. <laughs> I don't know where to start, so I'll just pick one and we'll just go with it, see what happens. Uh, so... The TLR definitely isn't suddenly magically more prominent down here in the South. There's still super awesome uh, support system for the AE stuff, and it's going to continue to be that way probably for the foreseeable future. Um, kind of the blessing that I have now because that I can reach out to people and um, like Frank Root knew who I was and all these people. So now it's if I have a question, I kind of... I know that I stick out from the crowd a little bit so that if I need help, it's a little bit easier for me to get it. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't want to say that and sound arrogant, but it's just kind of, it's just kind of like the, the place I find myself in. Like Sorry it. guys. Um, can we pause? My dog is chewing on the squeakiest toy in the world. And I don't want that to come through. <laughs> uh, no, I know. Actually, we're perfectly fine with that. Cause I thought that was Joey's hamster. Yeah. Ah, okay. Perfect. So carry yeah, on, keep going. Sorry, okay. kicks in about now. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, I, we we took it. Is my dog? I don't know. I haven't put pictures of him on the internet yet. I need to. His name is Billy. He's a bull terrier, and he's pretty much the most animated thing I've ever seen. And he's wonderful. So hopefully, you guys can but, see some more of him. They are fantastic dogs. It's weird. People say that they're like, oh my gosh, I had one and I will never get another dog. And he's still a puppy, so he's a lot of work. And contrasting it to my great Dane, he's literally the, the epitome of perfection, in my opinion, because he sleeps all day. He's very nice, very sweet, very gentle, and he's just very calm. And this bull terrier is quite the opposite. So <laughs> it's been a ride, that's for sure. Okay. Um, getting back to the topic. Sorry, guys. Uh, Looking at the TLR and where it stands today, I think that the brand has worked tremendously hard and their cars are much better than they were. I would definitely say that. Um, watching a lot of the guys now at the track with the TLR stuff, when I've gone to some of the bigger races, it's like, oh, wow, these guys are competitors. Like they're, they're here to play for sure. So that was really encouraging. And I knew that if I was able to plug into the team and it made sense, that there would be, I could get somehow figure out a way that I would get support from someone somewhere. It's not going to necessarily be immediately in my area because the following is still pretty small, but I know it's there and I can get it. So I'm not too worried about the support at this point in time. Mm -hmm. is, it, so, is it really? Sorry, go on. Well, I was going to say, so if the, the is it is this then your heart pulling you back to TLR? <laughs> uh, okay, so the layers. Let's keep going. Um, 
The really interesting thing that has kind of happened after having my little YouTube thing and doing the social media stuff for as long as I have in the few short years that it's been, it has become predominantly apparent that my message, the help that I'm bringing, the equity, if you will, that I have in the industry is that it makes it easy for either newcomers or families to enjoy the hobby. When they consume the content, they learn, uh, they get excited about the, the hobby, racing, whatever, that then it provides an opportunity for them to develop uh, some sort of relationship. Like it's just like a starting point or a stepping stone into something that I wholeheartedly believe is something that will be a lifelong impact. Um, it's something that a lot of what I am today is because of the time that my dad took when he spent with me at the track all those years ago. And so when I hear these people, when I show up at the track, for example, this past weekend, I went to a race that was um, in a state north of me in Alabama, down here in Florida. So it was about a 10 hour drive. And it was just a one day event. It was a Toys for Tots race. Nothing big, nothing crazy, but it's for a good cause. And I went up there and immediately it was a lot of the dads and sons came up to me. And the first thing they had to tell me that was, hey, your videos are awesome. I love watching them with my son. Thank you so much. And that's just been this over and over, this resounding theme that I've seen. And I really resonate with it. I connect with it a lot. And so my heart goes back to when me and my dad were racing. And I came from a family of small means. Um, he had to sit me down and very seriously ask me if this is something that he wanted, that I wanted to do with him, um, and that it was going to be, you know, not the easiest thing for the family to do financially. So, you know, tell me honestly, son, do you want to do this? I said yes, and so that's why we did it. So, I know that there's a lot of families that are probably in a similar situation because I know that RC isn't cheap. Um, there is an expense to it, especially when you start traveling. Um, and I saw the biggest amount of stress on kind of like my dad and myself when we started to want to really chase after the trophy racing scene always having to go to the big races like you kind of forego the club racing because we have to go do this big race and it kind of became this vicious cycle that we always had to do that because we're trying to I don't know, create some sort of validation with our efforts or create like a race resume or something so that you could always progress in this achievement of something. And it was really hard. And it, it takes a lot of resources for a lot of people to do that. And it's not necessarily the easiest thing to do. And in my personal opinion, I think that it's probably a little bit more, has a little bit kind of like a negative impact on the industry when you really start to focus on the only reason that you're going to race is you're going to go to the big trophy races and you know who cares about club racing because that's all for naught it's kind of the attitude that i would see a lot of people develop along with ourselves and so i kind of had this long lasting conviction and especially over these past couple of years where i saw myself all i would care about is all the big trophy races because i always wanted to create the most, I don't know, like important content or the most interesting content on my channel. So it's like, well, who cares about a club race when I need to go do the big race? 
every yeah, so month. We, yeah, we'd see your video because we'll say this to anybody else who doesn't know us three. We're all sure. massive fans. We're all massive fans of <laughs> right of you and your videos, and we watch them all the time. But we <laughs> would we we would see sort of like a Facebook picture of you with a, a load of trophies, mm-hmm. and then go. Oh, I can't wait for the video now. It's going to be right. a great one because 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 he won. It's going to be brilliant, and we're going to enjoy that. Um, right. So, were you saying I was forcing you to go to big races? No, no, of course not. It's a pressure <laughs> that any content creator is going to put on himself. Um, I think it's something that's predominant in the YouTube community, where you're you're always struggling to find like the most. Uh, I don't want to call it clickbait title, but y- you kind of put this false sense of urgency on. You have to go to the such and such 13th annual blah 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 race and do that well the reality of that such and such blah 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 13th annual race is that it's going to cost you four times as much it's going to require a bulk of my pto from my day job and the amount of resources that it's going to consume and the likelihood of me even getting on the podium at that event is very slim because I put myself at just like a barely above average driver. So that keeps me from investing in my local community because I can't responsibly afford to do that big race and go club race three times this month because it just, it just doesn't add up in the budget. Right. So I found myself because that was the kind of position that I put myself in. It's like, well, I'm going to do these big races in hopes that it will help build the presence in the community that we've developed on YouTube. But I know that I won't be able to club race as much. So, you know, it's kind of like the, the problem that I have at the end of the day. And I just kind of felt bad about it because I would get the local clubs that would just ask me like, Hey Ryan, why don't you come out to our club anymore? And I didn't really know what to say. I felt like if I told them the truth that they would just think it's a cop-out. But honestly, RC is expensive. And I can't, you know, just rack up massive amounts of debt just to create YouTube content. That's that's not the right thing to do. So I see a lot of these other people that they would kind of... I would see these lifespans. They would be about a little bit shy of two years where they would get into RC. They'd get better. They'd start to get results in like the the open classes or like the stock level classes, but then they would kind of max out their financial situation and then they just couldn't do it anymore. And then they'd get out of the hobby. And it was like this vicious cycle that I see over and over and over again. People get in, they get excited because all the brands are promoting these big trophy races. So they feel like they have to do them so that they can put something on a race resume. And then it's just kind of like they reach a point where it's like, oh, dang it, this is too expensive. I can't do it anymore. And then they leave. And I just don't, I don't know what the answer is to that problem, but I, I feel like if there's an example that I can set, the example that I would want to set is that, hey guys, guess what? Club racing is actually really fun. It's a lot cheaper and it's good for the industry. So maybe we should try and focus on this a little bit. That's kind of been my approach. And as I was talking to the different brands going into 2020, it was immediately apparent that TLR and the people that I was talking to they have similar convictions. So that was very good for me. I connected with that. I resonated with that. And that immediately drew me in towards wanting to work with them for the next year. 
Right. So you sort of think that it, I'm just trying to piece that together there. It, it, TLR seemed to be um, a, a good fit for what you wanted to do. You, you think you said you spoke to brands there, or brands, of course, would have spoken to you. And then you thought, well, actually, TLR, get, get what I want to do. Yeah. So um, it was interesting. I, I, I see myself, again, this goes back to, I honestly wholeheartedly, what kind of motivates me is if at the end of the day, anything that I've done in the RC community accomplishes a family getting together and enjoying a safe, productive place at the racetrack, then I feel accomplished. This is awesome. Let's continue to do this. And so the people that can resonate and connect with that the most, that's what made sense to me at the end of the day. Now, the beautiful thing about the <laughs> the United States is that it's a free country. You can do what you want. And every company and brand is going to have like a different um, kind of like theme or mantra or marketing approach and there's technically nothing wrong with it uh, it's just not for me uh you kind of take a step back and if you kind of have this like global approach perspective and looking at what certain brands are doing you can see that something like team associated and the j concepts team they're very good at promoting these kind of premier racing events giving you coverage and giving you products that will allow you to perform well at those events and they bring home hardware like it's there it's a formidable force of a race team so i can't fault them for that but i think that there's so much of like a i don't want what would you say kind of like a pendulum where it's like swinging so far to one side that i almost see it as they're missing out on an opportunity where they really need to connect with the people that are going to fuel those events in the first place as without a healthy club racing scene, those big premier events don't exist. So I kind of, I get it that they do that well and that's their marketing and they're out there to win world championships, but I'm not going to win them a world championship. I'm not going to be a national champion. That's never going to happen. I'm just not at that level. But what I am good at is creating content that's approachable, easily consumed, and hopefully provides a positive environment for families and friends to come into the hobby so it's almost almost as energy you've got to look out for the little guy as as much as the big guy yeah absolutely i mean obviously not to say that tlr doesn't have the ability to win national championships and world championships i mean obviously in my opinion dakota fend he is the four-wheel drive world champion he just decided to crash instead but oh, that's besides yeah. the point <laughs> <laughs> um uh, so I, I mean, I, I went to one of my big recent races would be Masters of Dirt, and um, I would put Dustin Evans as the top of most races for the, the AE team, and he's a formidable opponent at any given weekend. And to watch Dakota Fend go out there and put on just the absolute clinic that he did, it was just, it was mind-blowing to watch him go around the track. You just realize this guy is insane and that car looks really good so not to take anything away from tlr just for the record yeah okay you talk about um the phenom um, have you seen a have you seen a four wheel have you got a four wheel drive um no <laughs> i wish i did <laughs> um 
that's another interesting point um, that I, I kind of it's weird because I don't want to talk about myself in a way that it's like, oh man, Ryan's just so full of himself and he thinks he has all the answers. I don't. I just, I know what I connect with and I kind of, I try to help in the best way that I can. You, and, you'll, be, you'll be fine here because we all know that Joey's the big thing in, in, okay. in the UK. <laughs> okay. So whatever Joey says, it's be fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, who, who's, who's like Lee Martin and who's Neil Craig? It's all about me. It's all about Joey. Agreed. <laughs> um, uh, so I, when I was uh, talking to all these brands, I really wanted to, I, I want to help them in the best way I know how. I know that if they give me X amount of support, it's not going to translate into the more likelihood of a national championship title or a world championship title. That's not going to happen. So what can I do? What's the most that I can bring to the table that I can help their race team, you know, be better than the other guy. And that's just helping in any sort of content creation or marketing efforts. Cause that's kind of what I do just for my day job. And so, um, I say this with absolute respect and just kind of like a question mark at the end of it. Every time I would reach out to associated and I would ask them, Hey guys, I know that you have such and such products in the works. Um, how can I help you? Um, can I take some pictures for you? Can I make some video for you? Can you, you know, are you looking to outsource any content? Because I know that that's sometimes like the last thing that people need to worry about when they're trying to tie up all the loose ends of creating product. I know that it's a very complicated process. So I was just, I just was trying to offer a helping hand and I just kind of got crickets in response and I just never understood why. I was like, well, I know I'm not like, the most famous thing ever, but I do have some sort of impact and I just wish that they would have seen some sort of value in it, but I, it just seemed like they didn't. And I guess at the end of the day, they put their uh, time and efforts into the content that was being made by Spencer Rivkin and Dustin Evans. And that's totally understandable. I can't discredit them on that. Um, I just don't know why they wouldn't have given me like a, hey, we're good. Thanks for asking. It was just, I just never really understood it. So I think this is not, it's just, this is not a, a leaving of associated for any bad reasons. It's just the TLR just seemed to be a better fit for you. Absolutely. I, I'm not here to say that uh, he sucks, and that's why I squished the hat in that silly little video I made. It's like, oh, no. that's brilliant. Oh, that's brilliant. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you know, it's the lovely, so, sorry, it's lovely to see a load of, so I assume, associated 1-8 guys going crazy. Yeah, I, I caught a lot of flack for that, but it's it's kind of the intention was that I, I wanted to get some sort of attention. Just be like, hey, guys, look. Rivalry is good. I think that it's kind of what makes the RC industry so interesting, and it's going to drive people to develop better products and be competitive. Um, I, I hope that nobody took offense to it, that you know they're inanimate objects, and I have nothing but respect for the team-associated brand and everyone that's there. I, I really do. Is the, is the rivalry between associated and TLR as big as it sort of made out in in the US. Um is it like would if if like you say you've got um I don't know you've got Spencer and then you've got say uh, Frank Root together side by side and you cut 
both of one of their arms off. Like will Frank will Frank bleed TLR and will will Spencer bleed? <laughs> hey, or is it just like because obviously in the UK we have we have several brands that sort of dominate the market. Sure. But whereas obviously for you guys in the states, it's it's from 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 my point of view, it's always been TLR and Associated, and then obviously you've got like Kyosho have, have sort of seeped in a little bit, and obviously Yokomo are now making sort of their presence known. Is it is it really that sort of are they? at loggerheads all the time or um there's probably a lot that i don't know just for the record but from a purely consumer standpoint what i've seen from when i was a little kid is that there was always this rivalry between um ae and tlr you know brian kinwald and the folks that would be big with ae at the time um it's always been there and i think that it's still there what the actual like extent of it is today um that's hard to say i know that there is a rivalry but i don't think that they're like literally at each other's throats or anything like that yeah and please don't try and dismember frank root (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i'm not saying get the two two of them together and cut their arms off but no 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 a, a visual aspect like obviously some people say like you cut their arms off and they've got rings inside that say no i understand yeah i i also, I think what's what's important is that everyone should realise that I'm the reason why you're so famous on YouTube. Oh, because, obviously. Because I remember when I was on my other podcast with Matt, and I remember with the conversation, I said, Matt, I think we should get this guy on. He's called Ryan, Ryan Harris. Yeah. So I think, I might be funny, I think he's got like 600 subscribers on on YouTube. I oh, think gosh. Fa- literally, and, I'm, and we got you on well, it must be over two years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, really, if anyone's got any praise, it should come to me. Oh, oh get yeah. out. Yeah, Agreed. it should be. Always, try, always make this about you, don't you? Yeah, it's all about me, Jack. It's <laughs> all, all about me. Um, I think I'll, uh, I'll close out every video now and I'll, I'll, give, I'll pay homage to you in every video. Oh, oh, please no. No, 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 please. <laughs> Okay. Um, okay. Well, another one is one of the things I think you have done wrong is uh-huh. um, great way to uh-huh. start this question. In the greatest video that you've done, and the one I'm near enough was in tears, but, but man, I'm a, a one tenth off road boy. We're very easy to get into tears. Uh, it was your sort of connecting with RC. Okay. Video. And, and the bit that I, I, I thought you got wrong was you kept saying connecting to youth. And I just, I just wanted to go, Ryan, stop saying youth, because I just thought the video could meant more than that. It, it, it was just connecting to anybody. Um, okay. Because cause it was just, it, sorry, it's a slightly sarcastic way of saying, I love the video. <laughs> uh, and it was probably better, because that was the thing about it. When you start, started off by saying, you know, remote control probably sounds weird. But it is that bit now of, it's not remote. We're the ones who leave our houses, leave our you know, Jedi Fallen Order games, and we're the ones who actually go to the track and, and, and meet people and talk to people. Um, and I think that's the, the best part about RC. Sure. And that was kind of the, the play on words I was going for, is that uh, I mean, I'm guilty myself is that I have a lot of games that I like to play and I know how intensely uh, kids can get into them and follow them. Um, but it's it's become such a like an instant gratification kind of consumer based market 
and they get so involved in it that there's a lot of just very fundamental people skills, life lessons, and things that I think they miss out on that I know I developed and learned at the track with my dad. You know, it was when I had a beef with another driver and I was getting all upset. You know, dad would keep me in check, tell me how I should interact with this person. Like a lot of really valuable life lessons that I really want kids to experience. And I think that RC can definitely 100% help and provide opportunity to develop those things. So I was, I was, I was having this um, similar conversation with my with my girlfriend the, the other week, and I was saying I've got more friends. I, I speak to more friends that I I go I go to the track with than I do with maybe I spent fifteen years growing up at school. Hmm. It's like 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 take like these two for example. I speak to to Martin and Aiden more on a daily basis than I do I did anyone I went to school with. Oh, lucky us. <laughs> Wow! Shut up. <laughs> no, that's good. Um, the I'm trying to think. Yeah, there's a lot of guys that I talk to on almost a daily basis. That um, probably uh, my wife she gets jealous. She's like, "Oh, you texting your RC boyfriends again?" I'm like, "Yep." <laughs> do, you, do you have to speak to Joey Fisher? Um, I don't talk to him that much. I do when yeah. he's at the track. Uh, but he, <laughs> what did he? He, he made a meme of me today that i was like somehow darth vader because i joined tlr and i'm like wait why am i the bad guy i don't understand what's going on doesn't he drive yokomo yeah i think so yeah he's an awesome dude he i i love he's sometimes if i um need somebody to torture and record one of my races he's usually one of the first people that i'll recruit uh if he's not watching his his bills game Yeah, uh, maybe it's the Darth Vader sort of redemption story. That's that's why he's picked you. You know what I mean? Uh, you know? Sure, I don't know. <laughs> he just like I think that at the end of the day, he definitely loves rivalry and kind of like the the spiciness of the RC community. He he really gets plugged into that stuff. He he likes to poke the bear. Oh yes, hundred percent. It's funny. Oh. I've. Joey, I know you're listening, and it's funny how many people I've heard at the end of the day, oh, yeah, that Joey Fisher guy, I had to stop following him on Facebook. He drives me nuts. <laughs> oh, Joey's brilliant. He's great. No, I love Joey. I love him a lot. We, we <laughs> all love old jo- We love old Joeys, don't we, Joey? Yeah. <laughs> we, do. we love them all. Um, they're all. They're all defined characters. So... Normally at this point, then I would say, so have you got any big races coming up? But have you got any club racing coming going up? Um, yeah, I, I definitely. So it, there's a lot of things that I'm trying to figure out. What's going to be uh, kind of like my goals and the plan for next year? Uh, going back to what I said before, I, I almost want to swing the pendulum in a much opposite direction where I put a heavy emphasis and focus on club racing. Not to say that I don't want to do a big race. I I will when it's appropriate, but um, definitely the club racing thing, I I want to plug into that as much as I can um, so that I can kind of encourage people to do the same so that they can uh, support their local tracks and that they can stay open and not close down. Um, So that's definitely something that uh, I'm enjoying and doing. Uh, I don't know. Do you guys have a lot of um, the oval 
like on road stuff. Is that even a thing over there? Nope. I'm just curious. No, no, they don't no, do that. really. No, okay. It's it's beautifully simple and uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, the car, I, I I don't know if you guys have seen it. I posted a couple of pictures of. They're called a Legends car. It's this very simple chassis, it's, and it's the definition of simplicity. Is that the video when you're in like the car park of a like uh, what we would call a pub? Yeah, yeah. And the, like, um, oh, they have classic cars and stuff in the car park, and yeah, the, yeah, the I, I've, I've seen the video. That was okay. Cool. It um, that to me is actually I have a lot of uh, my roots of RC. I would say is equally divided between what I would call parking lot racing with the yeah. on road stuff and off road. Like I did it equally back in the day um, when the TC3 came out and we would run a lot of the Tamiya cars. I would run my FFO2 and some other stuff, and um, yeah, we just go into a parking lot and just have some fun with our homies and it was a really good time so the legends car it was kind of like a, a throwback to those days and it was just so much fun i got a couple of my off-road buddies to get some legends cars with me those things they cost like a hundred bucks and the battery that you use i think is like fifteen dollars the motor's like fifteen dollars and then you just go out there and you run with them and it's such a cheap class there's hardly any maintenance and you just have a blast it's been so much fun yeah, I, th- I think... Yeah, I, we don't really like have Joey, things like that. No, we don't have that. But I, I think I saw the same video Joey did. And I think that's actually the picture we're going to put up uh, when, okay. we, when we finish chatting. Because we're not going to... It's late for us now, so we're not going to edit this tonight or get this up tonight. So we'll just throw that picture up. It, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not much of a car person. <coughs> it just looks like, an, it looks like the car the Anthill Mob Gang had. Right, <laughs> when, yeah. When they were chasing down Penelope Pitstop. Um, yeah, that's me showing my age. Did they ever catch her? No, I don't know. Oh, someone will know. Someone and did they will ever? Know. Uh, uh, is it the same? Is it Wacky Races? Yes. Did they ever catch the pigeon? Oh, I don't know. So, Ryan, so, did you ever? Did you ever do any dirt dirt oval racing over there? Or was it just all on the tarmac? No, so that's something I haven't done, the dirt oval stuff, and I definitely wow. want to try it at some point. Um, it's interesting. I know us Americans, we're fascinating creatures, and we we love, you know, like hamburgers, beer, the American flag, country music, all that stuff. And one of the other things that I think has resonated very heavily with the community that follows my channel is this appreciation for what I would call just dirt racing in general. So that could be uh, dirt oval racing, uh, supercross, motocross, all that stuff. Um, I, it was interesting. There's a couple of people I follow on YouTube, and there's a guy, he, uh, he, does a, he has a channel, and it's about uh, motocross. And he's not like one of the, the front runners. He's just like one of the guys that tries to qualify at the bigger races and stuff like that. But... I would leave a comment on his channel from time to time. And I think he has about a hundred thousand subscribers or something like that. And I would just leave a comment and I would get a bunch of likes and comments on mine because people would recognize me and say, Oh, Hey Ryan, what's up? I love your video (laughs) from the RC world. So it's really interesting that there's this kind of like cross play between 
just from one dirt racing community to another, we seem to be this tight knit family. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. See, dirt racing is, isn't a thing here, which is, hmm. is, is a shame. Is, yeah. do, uh, what about WRC? Is that much of a following there or no? We used, when I, when I first picked up racing, sort of maybe 15, 16 years ago, my local track, they had uh, a rally class. Okay. Um, but that kind of sort of died, died away a long oh, time ago. Oh, you mean ago. like for RC? Oh, yeah. Well, we got, like, I, I watched the, uh, you mean the, the full scale? Yeah, I just mean. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched. I, yeah, yeah, I watched the. I watched that stuff. I thought okay, you meant in RC. Okay. No, 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 no. I mean, the only thing I can think of that's been like rally uh, defined as a class group would be like the Losi rally weapon from like way long ago. Oh wow, or... that, was a, that was like a that was the um, double X four, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I think it. Yeah. Came with some sort of like Ford Focus esque body or yeah. something like that. Yeah. What, did, what we yeah. used to run, uh, I think um, we used to run a, a Schumacher. Schumacher, I think, actually made a dedicated rally car. Yeah, they did. And, and, it, they? Was, it, was an, and it was an MI something. That's it, yeah. Team Associated even made one. They made a yeah. converted TCG yeah. touring car. And there was another company we used to use to begin with an A, but I can't remember what it was called. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Okay, so so we don't. To be honest, we were we're trying to get. I've been speaking to somebody who races dirt oval uh, in America, and it's just that um, she she works shifts, and so we have to wait for her to have a um, a Tuesday off. Uh, oh, okay. We're, expect, we're expected somebody to turn up sometime early next year and try it. Well, teach me and Joey about dirt oval because I don't know whether you're aware of this, Ryan. Oh God, but, here we go. But Martin... No, this is my question. Oh, is it? Sorry, mate. All right, just forget that bit, guys. Away you go, Joey. <laughs> this is always my quiz. How dare you, Aiden? <laughs> stop, stop being so superstar. Now, Ryan, I don't know how familiar you are with with our friend Martin. Okay. But some years ago, Martin used to live in California. Oh, okay. And he always bangs on about racing in California. So my question yes. is, did you know that Martin Owen used to live in America? No, I did not know that. Wow, someone someone finally doesn't know Martin lived in America. <laughs> Thank God. No, I would never I don't know. I'm I'm a simple man. I hear the accent and I go not American. <laughs> yeah, no. no, no, I am English, but I live down there. Okay, okay. It's well, it's it's a it's a running joke we have, and I like to always bully Martin with it. He bullies okay. me on a daily basis, so I get to, the only time See, I get to do it. Is... They're just jealous because I got to grow in California. Well, technically, if you're trying to connect it through the bit of Dirt Oval to America, I would have to say that Dirt Oval is typically. Uh, it seems that it's largely predominant in like the southern states. It's very much yeah. a southern thing. When you got to California, they do a lot of like the trophy truck racing and like desert racing. But I yeah. don't think so much the oval stuff, or at least the dirt oval stuff, is not as predominant out there. No, it seems to. I mean, it, when I was there, it was huge. Dirt oval oh, really? Probably bigger than yeah. And I'm I'm talking like 
1989, 1990. Dirt oh, Oval, wow. Dirt Oval was massive, and then it, it just it killed itself. Tracks folded, and it was gone. So mm. Interesting. It, was, it, it, it like um, Aiden just said, it would be great to get, when you see all Dirt Oval race now, it's all people in southern states, and you don't see anything that side. Yeah, it's but it's yeah. weird. It's such a you almost expect if you're talking to a dirt oval racer that he's going to have a really like thick southern draw and yeah. you're like, "Oh yeah, it probably lives in Louisiana, Alabama, Georgia, something like that, you know." Well, actually I've just thought something now that and obviously now because Ryan is a TLR driver, the other person that I know did dirt oval as a kid was Frank Root. Oh yeah, okay. I, I don't know much about it. Yeah, no. All I all I remember was I'm sure he said he did all up to his teenage. I'm sure he said on one of the other podcasts he was on probably Keenan's. Um, you know, it was 19 before he turned right. Yeah, uh, it was <laughs> const, It was constantly go fast, turn left. Um, so, it, it maybe you could mention to Frank that we we're looking for some data oval experts. Okay, so we'll get we'll, we can get Frank up, but uh, right. It's been great. Thanks very much for jo- for joining us. But is there anybody you'd like to thank before we let you go? Oh yeah, um, definitely. Um, I, I'd like to thank. I don't know if he wants a shout out or not, but I'm gonna give it to him whether he likes it or not. Uh, Greg Sopa. Uh, he's one of the the marketing guys for the Surface team there at Horizon. Um, he definitely has had a huge part of of making me feel welcome and get me all set up with the TLR team. So. Huge thank you to him. Um, thank you to everyone at the TLR team, um, Frank Root, and everyone that is a part of helping people get in their cars dialed in. It was absolutely amazing. The Before I even made a formal announcement, it just kind of like spread like wildfire the rumors that I was coming over. The, the amount of DMs that I got from the whole team, they just really made me feel like I was home and making sure that there wasn't anything left with like a question mark next to it. They were very, 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 very helpful. Um, and then we didn't talk about it much tonight, but I, I did switch to ProLine as well. So I, I wanted to give a huge shout out to Brian Lewis. He's the regional manager for ProLine. And uh, that was a huge part of, of that as well. So super excited for that stuff. And I can't thank them enough. Mate, that's brilliant. Um, I know all our UK TLR boys, I've been saying to them, this is like the best Christmas they've ever had. <laughs> they get a four-wheel drive that looks, and, and people mock, and people are saying things like, it looks like every other four-wheel drive out there. All the TLR boys in the UK are perfectly happy with that compared to how they've struggled with the past car. And then for, for sorry, we're big fanboys, I've said it before, then for Ryan Styles Harris to turn up, my yeah. mate, my mate Stu Jones is living on the cloud now, um, and I apologise if Stu bothers you, um, but he, I'm sure he'll be reaching out. Okay, uh, Ryan, thanks very much for your time. Um, Absolutely, thanks for having me, guys. It's been fun. Speak to you soon, and you're gonna have to hang up yourself. <laughs> okay, thanks, guys. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Well, that was great speaking to Ryan. So let's see what we all did last weekend. This is going to be short because, Joe, you didn't go racing, did you? I did not, again. 
and, and Martin, you, you'd already told us you uh, were having a break. Yeah, yeah. I got to spend my weekend in the hospital instead. You did, mate, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not lovely for you to join us, um, of course. <laughs> and um, obviously everyone is going to wish um, everything sorted for you as quickly as possible and get the lad home for Christmas and all yeah. those things. You know, we're all, everyone's thinking the same thing, mate, so. Yeah, it should be all right. It should be all right. Bless you. But I still haven't had any pictures of any attractive nurses. Apparently, my wife said that there was only attractive nurses in there last night after I went home, and Aiden, you're a massive pervert. That was her exact words. There we go. I, I thought it could just give the lad something to do, you know? Yeah, yeah. So if my lad gets chucked out of the hospital for taking pictures for Aiden, it's your fault. Yes, yes, it is. Um, okay, so I went racing at Southport. Yay! Yay! At least someone raced. Uh, first, yeah. meet, first meeting at the new hall. It certainly was, mate. Um, the heating had been fixed, which everyone thought was, I wouldn't call it heating. Someone called it, it's nice to see that the less cold thing um, started showing lights on. <laughs> So it wasn't the warmest place in the world, but everyone knew that. Uh, Mark Anthony Jones, um, last week's guest, was well wrapped up. Um, I did. So I did see a picture of him, and he looked like he was burying himself in his coat. I yeah, thought scouts yeah. were meant to be warm. Yeah, you'd think. Hmm. Um, but you know, I kept my hoodie on all day indoors. That's how cold it was. Um, but it was a great day, mate. We we we, we turn up in the morning in Southport. Um, and, and set up dead. Um, we had done a bit of work the day before, just putting a PA system in and things along those lines, but it all went super well. Um, we have to ask people to keep their bags and tables out until we get all the carpet and the jumps, at least out of the storeroom, because the storeroom, it sounds great, it's in the hall, but you, people would be taking their bags all the way past. So, we got up set up really quickly, uh, round of practice. Uh, pitting is tight, really is. Yeah, but if everybody's sensible, you know, like like Muzz says, it works up. All it takes is someone just to take a piece of track marking or a bit of carpet. It, it's it's twenty minutes less work for everyone, and then you the quicker you get in. Yeah, or out, depending on which way which way around you do it. Yeah, and I think because it, it it's. A lot less work than we're used to at Southport. Mm. There's just sort of no heavy lifting, really, because the carpet stays in the hall. Just we just put, roll it up and push it to one side. Um, ah, it, okay. So it's just much easier for us because we usually have to cart asteroid. <clears throat> so, mate, it was great. Uh, everyone had a great time. Um, things were going were, were going fine. Um, I had a pretty good day, actually. Um, I, didn't, I didn't get much of a practice as I was doing some other things, but um, I don't guys if you knew we had a, like a tyre rule at Southport that we tried for the first time. No, but go on. So we turned round to people. So after they'd done practice, we tacked tyres. So we put a little sticker on it, everyone's rear cactus, and then said, all your qualifying... And all your fine and your, and your final, so four rounds of the final, they're the tyres you're going to do them in. Okay, mm. question. 
Yes. So you go out in round one and round two, and Tiki, oh sorry, round one, two, and three, and Tiki all three rounds, and take Tiki. Does that mean then you don't do round four, and you're going to have much better tires for the final? Yeah, that that could that could be an issue. Yeah, I'm not being funny. The people who that's going to affect is quite a small group. Yeah. So quite, and I didn't direct. I, I think what I actually said in the morning was, I'm not addressing this anyone in particular, and looked at where the quick Schumacher boys were, because only because you know they're that's Crompton and the Holdsworths. You know, that's yeah. three of the five people who who could affect, and just said, I'm not being funny. If anyone doesn't do a round, I've got people wanting to come next week or next time we're here and I can't get them in. If, you do, if you're happy to not do a round, I'll assume that you're happy not to come. And I'll fill it with a, someone who wants to do four rounds on a qualifying. And there was absolutely no issues whatsoever. I don't know what we'll do if someone bursts a cactus or someone damages a wheel. We'll think of it then. This, I mean, this, this, this is the reason why I sometimes think one tire all doesn't like one limited to one doesn't always work. No, nope. because it, it it does these freak things will happen, and it's then kind of like, well, then this guy's going to have to put new tires on. Does that mean everybody then has to put new tires on, or he's going to put new tires on? Then you're going to take him out of the car park, run the shit out of it, and burn his tires down like he would have done already in rounds two to three. Mm-hmm. You know how how was it? I mean, it, someone actually someone did suggest a suggestion to that, and said if someone and, and we're only picking on the quick guys here, we're only picking on Evo and Stu Marr. I'm trying to think of the other guys who were in the A. Uh, Andy Woods would have been in the A, but was running ten point five. Uh, oh dear, Ma- Ma- oh. Mark, Mark Smith. You know, 10.5. those guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that's like running 13 and a half, isn't it? 17. Might as well have put a brushed motor in. Yeah. You, well, I'm sure there's other reasons for Andy to do that. Um, Disgusting. I think if we did that, someone suggested what you do is if it's a quick guy, just give him a... Just hand him your tyres. Exactly what you said, Aiden. Just give him your tyres. <laughs> because I'm not being funny, they would have done less runs than his would have done. Because I do less laps than those boys. It was it was interesting to see lap times. Um, best lap times didn't really. A few people got faster, and I only I only looked at the A final, and a few guys got didn't get as fast in the fourth round. But it was only really tiny. You know, Crompton's fastest time in the final was a. 1621. Joey's having a bit of dental surgery. Right. Um, yeah. Dental surgery. And, um, and he thinks, he, time he, thinks he spent terrific and he can do like wrenching during a podcast. Yeah, but, but uh, you thought he'd use an electric driver instead. <laughs> well, I just thought because this, this screw is so long, I didn't want to use my hand wrench because that would take too long. <laughs> and, and obviously, Rifkin has talent where Joey doesn't. No. no. No, so I, I think that's the point. Wow, <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah. So sorry, sorry, sorry. Hang on, I'll just refer back to our conversation that we had this afternoon. Um, oh God, here we go. Take, we're going back to the future. Oh, Pinarolo, nineteen eighty-eight. Yeah, well, we're going back to two thousand seventeen. 
where you ran out of talent right before the finish line. Yeah, that's true. Martin Owen. And did you beat him, Joe? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah, I did. Was that the last time you beat him? Yeah, probably. probably. Yeah, probably. Uh, That's right. He he runs Schumacher now, so I'll beat him for the rest of the year. It's fine. Be perfect. Uh, Well, thanks for reminding me, Joey. My Schumacher Cougar lay down was awesome throughout the day. Uh, I got better, but I didn't change it, didn't touch it. I I spun my wheels round. That's why sometimes my arrows point the wrong way. Um, is that why you're getting abuse off like Phil Slay? Yeah, thanks, thanks, um, thanks, thanks. Great Lions. team support there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good job, good job, Tim yeah, Schumacher. Yeah, thanks. Just, just abuse Aiden. Brilliant um, team drivers. So that's the only thing I did during the day. Uh, I did speak to some of the quicker boys. Um, I don't think they made much changes. I, I said, "Have you made any changes?" Because I've stopped you putting a new set on for finals, and most of them said no. Um, I think one of the holds were. Well, at least it didn't affect. At least it didn't affect them that much. <laughs> I think the idea was to, to screw and talk at the same time, Joe. Don't okay. screw. Well, then the talk. problem is, what time is it? Yeah, but come on, let's face Hang it. Hang on, I Joey's missus, and he said he can't screw and talk at the same time. <laughs> Hang on, I'd just like to also point out what what time is it, and uh, what normally happens at this time of the night when we're doing this. Is the hamster going to wake up? Odin kicks off. <laughs> Odin's awake now. He's trying to chew out of his cage. Okay, right. Now. But anyway, we had a great time. No one changed anything at, um, at Southport. I think it, it seemed like a great meeting. Um, it, we are quite packed in. Our, our options are we, we take the track away, we shorten the track a bit, or we pack ourselves in as best we can. And, and I must admit, I didn't have to speak to anyone. No one. Everyone was sharing tables. Um, well, oh, that's it's kind of common sense, isn't it? Really, like, if if it's that small, then just get everybody. Like, you know, there's the usual suspects will share a table. Like Crompton and Mark Jones will share a table. They the Holdsworths will share a table. Yeah, you know, you and you know Tommy can share a table. What? What? Ah, oh, brilliant! Tommy's not been well for a few weeks, so he's not been oh. seen. So I've been looked after by Dave Savile. Dave Savile's been my adopted Tommy. How is um, how is Tommy now though? He's a lot better. He's, he's oh, looking forward good. to racing. Like he's, look- yeah, he's looking forward to be racing on the 29th. Good. Uh, it, it'll be out and about. But Dave Savile's been looked after his last two weeks. That's really nice. But then, of course, I'm now going to drop Dave Savile as soon as Tommy comes back, obviously. Um, so Ever- Everton's great. Great weekend. Um, we moved the jump, as we like to do at Southport, through the middle of the race. And we kept trying to pull yeah, it. Yeah, because that's... For- that- that sets the rules, doesn't it? Yeah. It's a South <laughs> Let's just change the track halfway through a round. Fuck it. I'm so, okay, I, I suffer from a problem. I, I will always make an early decision. If someone said something and someone did come up to me and, and I went, oh, I can't let you change it. Um, so we had to make another jump in the middle and we kept pulling it further and further apart to see if we can stop Crompton jumping it. And we couldn't. And no one else could get near it. And it I'm, looks I'm, I'm so sorry, easy but it's, for it's Paul. Yeah, sorry, I, I know lots of Pauls, so to me it's Crompton. Paul won't Paul won't stop sending it. Let's just put it that way. Oh, it was beautiful. He hit it every time. His back both his rear wheels hitting the down ramp every time. It was just great to watch. Um and he was really unlucky in his final lot of where he, you know smashed the field ultimately. Yeah. 
Um, so that's that's a Southport done. Um, is there anything so, else we need to chat about? First meeting success, then. First meeting was a success, and we're back on the 29th of December for our Christmas meeting as well. Um, there are loads of Christmas meetings about. I think Junction 16's got one the day before. I think, is Essex's? Is this this week's? Um, Potentially, uh, yeah. Yeah, and I think but I've got Bury this Sunday, I've got Southport the Sunday after, and then I'm at Worksoft the Sunday after that. My so, tyres have turned up. Pre-glued, I'd like to say. Tyres for what? Worksoft. Yeah. Oh, I'm still using the same ones I've used since I started. Uh, yeah, we can't do that in the, well, you're in the sandbagging retirement class, Joe. Yeah. Um, people in the competitive two-wheel drive class. Yeah. Use correct tyres. Um, yeah, I'll tell well. you what, that reminds me, sandbagging class. Um, I'd <laughs> like to thank everybody who's organising the British Open for my, inv- for my invitation for my spaces. Thank you very much. I will be there for both I two. I told that to not to let you in. How did that happen? I stole someone else's. I put in uh, many, okay. many entries. Um, and I, I think we're very lucky that we're all in now, boys, aren't we? Yeah. Yes. Uh, but uh, what, what are you doing at the British Open, Joe? I'm doing stadium trucks. Oh. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, that's not going to be a retirement class race with stadium trucks. I've heard there's going to be a fair few heats of stadium trucks. So. Yeah. I think that's going to be next level stadium trucks. I mean, if you've got the likes of like Olowski and stuff coming as well, I'm pretty sure he's going to pick up a stadium truck. Well, he'd have to prize it out the hands of Abe Lyons, but well, this this yeah. is also very true. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, Abe. I'll protect you. Yeah, don't worry, Abe. We'll I mean, Abe you. doesn't. Abe, Abe's probably not listening, but yeah, don't worry, Abe. We got you. Okay. So, thank you very much, Silverstone, for everything you do. It, um, yeah. I know us Northwest people are always already all together and all excited. I think we're waiting for maybe some people who won't pay or now can't go and we'll get some more spaces out and hopefully some more of our Northwest guys can come. Um, but we're really looking forward to it. And anyone who's been unlucky and hasn't made it, you know, that, that, that's unfortunately just a look of the draw. Um, how Silverstone have ran that draw is exactly how every other person would run a draw for that kind of event. Um, it's just only Silvers that are crazy enough to try and run event, an event like that. No one else would. Um, Joey, are you packing away all your sponsors' stuff in little boxes now? I'm, no, I'm just packing away my tools. Oh, are you, mate? Okay, right. So, when you're finished... I'm ready, I'm <laughs> ready. I've just put, some, just put screwdrivers in a box. That's all I've done. Okay, mate, yeah. Cheers. Okay. Packing away all my shock oil. That's all right. Okay. Um, would you like to thank your sponsors, Joe? Yes. Uh, Kosher UK and Kosher Europe. Uh, Sean over at PBM Racing, uh, Reds Racing, Factory Fred Racing, and Screws for RC. And, of course, as always, my father for being the, uh, the, the engine room to this crazy, crazy operation that we do. Yeah. I sorry, I was slightly distracted, so I don't know whether you'd also thank Reds, yes, and then <laughs> new team driver Carl McBride. Oh yeah, oh, that was, that dropped this week. 
Yeah. So, so to be fair, there's speculation that it's like going to be like Savoya or someone was a bit crazy. But okay. didn't we have another driver announcement today? Oh yeah, we did. Well done. Oh, oh, oh dear. Yeah. Who did we, who announced today, Martin? Mister Yardy from the, the shortest team drive in history to um, X-ray. Yeah. Um, well, I'd like to know exactly what went on there uh, and his decisions. But, but what, the, forget all that. What a great signing for X-ray in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. They've not, um, they've not done too bad on their old driver list there, have they? No. You know... I mean, if if you were if you were genuinely looking for someone who was inside the top ten to represent your brand to a quality standard, then it would. If you couldn't get the likes of Neil or Lee, then then Yardy would be would be your ne- your best your next best shout. Yeah, yeah. He's a very uh, he's a very he's a very approachable, lovable, cuddly character. His old Ty. <laughs> he loves a big cuddle, doesn't he? He does. Uh, I've got I, I got a lot of time for Tom. I mean, yeah, like, when I when I when I first joined the Midwest and stuff, they they sort of took me under their their crazy brummy wing and dealt with me. So I've always I've got I've got a lot of love for them all. Um, I think I think we all have. And I think we wish yeah. him the best of luck. And maybe, I don't know, maybe we might see if we can get hold of Tom Yardy again and see if we can sort that out. We can find out what's gone on and uh, why he chose X-Ray. Okay. Uh, Martin, would you like to thank your sponsors? Yeah, uh, John, RC Octane, um, and Schumacher. And th- this week, a bit of a stranger on that. Because they have been awesome this week, Ethan. So, not that any of them be listening, but anyone that does this and works in HS, you do a bloody good job. They yeah, mate, awesome. I'm, mate, I'm sure there are many uh, RC racers who work in the uh, awesome NHS. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm sure they will. But, yeah, thank you very much. Well done, all those. Of course, I'd like to thank the hashtag Schumacher family for looking after me. Uh, obviously, except. Pete Lyons and Phil Slave are taking the mick out of my uh, tire rotation <laughs> notations. Uh, everyone else has been brilliant. It was really nice at, at Southcourt. I was actually sat right next to Eddie Holdsworth, uh, Josh's granddad, Josh and Luke's granddad. And one of the things he did, which I love when people do that, I didn't have to go and ask him. He came over just before the first round, came over to me and said, you all right? Do you need anything? Um, so, you know, it's great having been part of a little group in Northwest there and having someone, Eddie, just and looking after us all really well um, and of course the guys at TQ Models for looking after us and um, I'm sure those guys might be uh, appearing on a podcast soon one day we'll get them and maybe we can get some EOS hoodie stories out but probably not um, okay guys that's been great um, I'd just like to make sure we thank Ryan for coming on tonight yeah. and um, We'll speak to you all next week. Is that okay? Oh, oh, oh! While, whilst, oh before oh, we all oh, go, oh, go on. Remember, remember, remember to do your BRCA licenses before the first of January. Remember to do your BRCA licenses. I've done. Or you, or you ain't racing. Correct. Basically. So um, make sure you get so them I'm all done do- for workshop.
I'm going to do mine on the 29th. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or the 30th, I don't know, it depends. I, I've done mine, but yeah, that's fine. Make sure you get your BRCAs done. Okay, so we're going to go and try and help Joey find that elusive 12 mil screw. <laughs> um, and then him opening a pack of something... Um, Thanks very much for putting up with Joey tonight, guys. Please like and yeah. share the podcast. Please like and share all the podcasts. And um, thank you too. It's been great. See you now. See Love ya. you. Bye. Bye bye.